Um, so if you're not able to unload it and they, they fire you as an agent, which they have that ability to do, you're also out that money um, up front. So all because you wanted to, you know, win that listing at overpricing it is not always yeah. uh, sound. You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate today. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's like it's like the intro kicks and I'm like waiting for Paul. It's like, wait a minute, Paul's not <laughs> Paul's not here, man. What what are we doing? What real estate podcast? My name is Greg Campbell. I'm with the agency Ottawa, David Warren, Pearl Mortgages. Our producer Stephen Hopkins. That's us. Paul Stevenson is uh is ill. He is out <laughs> sick today. He's out sick. Yeah. He's allowed. He's allowed. Yeah. So we're uh we're we're talking about all things real estate here in Ottawa and the nation's capital. <laughs> yeah. Just hammering are. on about nothing. <laughs> and about what we think, which might not be uh applicable to everyone, but this is uh our opinion opinions expressed are strictly ours <laughs> the purposes only the legal disclaimer the legal disclaimer yeah. <laughs> how was your uh, how was your weekend dave uh weekend was good other than uh getting pummeled by hail on friday so i was in ottawa that you know we're around got uh hail but in that or you were just at home no, I was parked. I was actually at a meeting and uh, my car was parked, but uh, I got to witness it get pummeled by hail. Uh, so it is now fully dented up. Um, so I'm try to uh, see what I can do with that. Seeing as though it's uh, only a year old and you know, yeah, it's got about a 50, 50 plus dents in it. So that's uh, the hail thing is such a weird issue for insurance companies. Like I imagine, some people will have nothing, no coverage. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, just, I'll, I'll I'll let you know. I'll I'll be finding out shortly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess it is Monday morning. So yeah. <laughs> uh, How yourself? The cottage. We were we were at the cottage, which has been really, really nice to actually just be somewhere and completely relax. I, we had no friends up, so it was just kind of kind of fun I'm, I'm heading to town for the day here and then i'm going back up I'm just gonna work from there for the week uh so that's nice so, a little summertime a little beach time that's about it you know there and you uh other than that you know the real the real estate market Dave. the real yes, estate market we're here to talk about real estate that is correct you know what uh what have you seen since last week in terms of or just questions. What kind of questions are you getting? So not, not so much um, questions around uh, refinances or anything like that, obviously, with rates where they are. But uh, but I've gotten a couple – last week was surprising. It was a couple high-end properties. Um, again, it seems to be that those are, are moving, so the million-plus um, are still – Still moving if they're you know if they're in good shape, uh, so a couple of them in with those clients uh, and others where they're just looking at again just renewals. What do I do? Uh, my mortgage is up in 
you know, whether it be four months, six months, nine months, uh, just questions around, you know, worried about where the rates would be or will be affordability, all that. And just having to, you know, kind of obviously, uh, talk them through the, you know, understanding the market, but, but that, you know, if you're not up until January or March of 2024, you know, let's just put pause on it. Yeah. You know, we can't do anything now. Let's just see where things are at in the next few months. Uh, those that are up the end of the month or end of the year, you know, really working with them of just let's lock something in now and uh, and see where things are um, and kind of hope that rates come down. And, and for those that don't know that are borrowers that are listening, um, you know, when rates, when you're locking a rate, whether that be on a pre rate lock pre-approval or you have an approval, um, that rate is what the highest you're going to be at. So that's, that's locked in. Um, but if rates happen to come down below that, or then you, then your mortgage broker will be able to float your rate down or be able to take advantage of that lower rate without any penalty leading up to your closing date. Um, so, you know, for anyone that's up for renewal or, or purchasing or anything like that, you know, locking that, locking your rate in that 120 days out is huge because you're, you know, that's the, mo that's the highest your rate is going to be. And then if rates happen to come down over that four months that you can take advantage of, of those lower rates and lock and floating that rate down. So, um, you know, that's, it's really important not to delay on your renewals or, or purchases, uh, just especially in a, in a, uh, a volatile market. Uh, we saw some banks on Friday, uh, at midnight raise their rates, uh, on the fixed side, uh, bonds have been really all over the place. Uh, and so that's, that's led to, uh, led to a number of banks, uh, increasing. One thing that was really nice to see, uh, is that Scotiabank is back in the market, it seems. Um, so they've actually, uh, dropped their rates. They seem to be, uh, coming off the sidelines, which they've been on since uh, about November, October of 2022. So that's, uh, that's nice to see because they're a big player in the, in the mortgage market. So it just gives more options, which is, which is nice. Are you seeing, uh, are you getting a lot of calls from people who may have purchased that now can't buy new bills and they're looking to sell the assignment or assign it? Yeah. So, I mean, there are not so many calls on that. Certainly people that, and I speak to uh, our agents. Um, so, you know, we have almost 70 agents uh, here at Referral. And, and so, you know, I, I, fortunate to hear from each of them as far as what they're seeing as well um, in the market and and really, you know, kind of seeing they've been getting a lot of buyers that are coming up for close uh, even within the next couple of weeks, you know, combination of the house not appraising at what they, that purchase agreement was uh, signed at or that they're just not qualifying anymore and figuring out what they can do, uh, whether that be you know, having to go the alternative side or if they're insured and they don't have any other options, you know, looking for guarantors or co-signers, uh, things like that. So it's, it certainly becomes tougher on the assignment side. I, I have been seeing a few uh, listings of assignments um, out there and, and builders granting that, whereas typically, you know, they haven't in the past, but, um, you know, I think that's. That, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like I'm seeing a lot of it and uh it was really interesting. I, I was just kind of like looking for more details on that because I've been hearing about it all over. Mm -hmm. And I found like some private assignment groups online mm -hmm. where agents um, are posting stuff for their clients 
uh, or they have maybe a developer that they're working with who's given them the opportunity to promote these to try to sell them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like a lot of builders are working with the with, with agents and working with the the buyers to uh, to assign these because everyone just wants it to kind of go through as is. But there's a lot of buyers that are taking losses from what I'm seeing in the numbers mm-hmm. uh, on these uh, on these promotions. I guess you'll call it. Um, but I've never seen I've never seen anything like it. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes in the next few months because these lead up to people some people are already looking to for uh, 2024 for 2024 yeah. both things early right they're trying to make sure that it's it's covered because they they don't feel that even between now and then that they'll be able to handle it which is crazy um but i guess they're being super proactive and just kind of saying let's just deal with this now uh yeah, instead it, of later. the assignment market is really big in toronto and vancouver and those were those are the markets that I've seen, kind of that those private groups and and it be a whole business around the, um, yeah. you know, assigning. And the builders in Toronto are more apt to allow it. They they you know a lot of them just allow it in their paperwork up front. Whereas in Ottawa, they it's typically right. not possible for whatever reason. The builders here kind of shut that down, and you have to seek their permission uh, in order to assign. And in not all cases are they allowing that because I guess there's you know the legal side to it as well that that people aren't realizing um, that I guess you know from a, a liability and a loss and a tear on warranty standpoint and all that there's some aspects around that that come into play. Um, but but yeah, in Toronto it's been a massive um, a massive business. But I, I saw right at, in January and February in the market took a nosedive, especially in Toronto. Um, I had somebody who had their name on four new build purchase agreements and with the sole intent they signed them you know two and three years prior and their intent was to obviously assign them and that was their business and they were up the creek without a paddle they were supposed to be closing on these properties did not have the down payment for all these properties did not have the you know the values weren't hitting uh it was just a mess um so i'm sure there was quite a few that were in that, that boat but if you you know, when you look at those private groups on Facebook and things like that for assignments, uh, Toronto especially has a ridiculous amount of uh, of people in those groups. Liquidating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, and it's, it's true to your point. I was seeing some that was, uh, you know, they're talking about Toronto, Vancouver, and then Ottawa. I kept seeing Ottawa pop up, which was definitely a new thing. So it's not with everybody. I know... Uh, I think it was Kvan. I saw they had uh, they had some in like a bunch of different areas in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I was looking at some data last night. Talking if you're a cash investor, you'll you can still do okay. Uh, you know, weather the storm, but you got to put a big amount substantial amount of money down on any property that you're thinking of investing in and i was looking i went east to west orleans well orleans barhaven canada everywhere i went that i looked uh it kept coming up it was basically almost everywhere 40 percent to 50 percent down was the only way that you could break even let alone cash flow on any property that i looked at i looked at about probably 30 properties last night and everything was 
40% to 50% down to break even, basically, if you were an investor. There was like a couple that I saw in uh, Bell's Corners that were like 35% maybe. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking to invest, <laughs> cash is king right now. That's uh, you're 20% down. You're going to be losing uh, monthly, guaranteed. Yeah, it's it's for the for the mom and pop investor. It's definitely a tough market for that. Um, you know, the numbers making sense for anyone purchasing those investment properties, which you know right now is is good in the sense that it does allow for those first time home buyers, uh, you know, to have more options because you're not competing with those investors. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're really, it's, I, I don't see a mom and pop investor very much right now purchasing, uh, rental properties. And, and in case, in, in fact, it's the opposite of, of their, you know, what we're underwater on this, you know, let's just, I've made some good money on it over the years. Let's see if we can put it on the market and sell, um, you know, not in a rush, just might as well float it out there to see what I can get for it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, to your point, I think a lot of investors are looking at just leaving uh, their funds in cash, not investing yet, especially kind of that mentality and, and typical mentality for an investor is use, is leveraging the equity in your existing home or an existing rental to then acquire another property. Um, it's not working, saving up 20%, purchasing a property, working, saving up 20%, buying another property. It's, you know buying, saving up that 20%, buying a property, increasing rents or increasing the value of the home from some minor upgrades uh, and building that equity there. And within a, you know, a couple of years, being able to extract that equity to, to then purchase another property. In yeah. a market like this, it's very tough for the numbers to make sense. To your point, you know, refinancing, you're not wanting to break even, you know, even if you were end of 2019, or 20 or early 2020 when rates were, you know, three, three and three quarters percent, you don't want to break that and lose that um, because you're getting into the sixes. So those people are leaving that equity there and not ever able to leverage it the same. But, you know, again, it goes back to as rates start coming down, that's where yeah. that demand is, you know, kind of waiting in the wings because you do have those mom and pop that understand that over time, they're not buying for the short term. Uh, they're buying yeah. for the long-term purchase. So right now the numbers don't absolutely don't make sense uh, in most properties, but they will again. And whether that's next year or the year after that, you know, they're going to just wait, continue paying down equity, uh, increasing the value of their home, having, you know, more waiting in the wings that, that they'll be back in the market looking because there's still a high demand for, for rental properties and especially those single family rentals. Yeah. It's the patience play. Yeah. Patience. Patience will be key here. I was looking at numbers for um, just, uh, I think, if, well, most people listening will know, like the CMA, a comparative market analysis uh, is what we do to, you know, evaluate a home to list for sale as realtors. And, um, you know, I was doing some over the weekend and last week as well. And another thing that I found out on average is that the prices right now are almost, almost citywide, almost in well, in every neighborhood I looked at, anyways, are almost exactly the same price as the same time in 2021. Hmm. So, and this is what I've started to do when I'm pricing something, I'm showing people 
what's the what the average has been over the last few months for similar properties. But at the same time, I'm showing them what the price was two years ago, and then I'm bringing in the graphic that shows that it's exactly in line, give or take, by you know a few thousand dollars in that neighborhood. Depending, well, depending on the neighborhood, but on average across Ottawa, your your home right now is about the same price as it would have been uh, in July 2021. Um, yeah. And how does that compare to 2022 then? 2022 is just trying to say is much higher. I mean, in some areas it's as high as, as, high as a hundred thousand dollars more. Yeah. So it could be anywhere from like, I mean, let's just for easy numbers, let's say 25 to a hundred thousand, depending on what it was on average. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, take into consideration the specific neighborhoods as well, but you know, just as an average overall look of what I did, mm -hmm. I just kept seeing the same thing over and over again, which was uh, kind of cool to see like townhomes. You know, I, I was looking at right now, it was like 610, uh, you know, 2021, same time was like, you know, 608 mm -hmm. something. And then last year would have been uh, in like the 650s. What are you seeing? What are you seeing from home buyers right now? Are you getting a lot of people reaching out still? Uh, in the early stages of shopping, or is that pretty well uh, halted at this point? A lot has just kind of stopped, man. Yeah. Like, I like I am talking to a, a few. I'm not getting as many calls as I normally do, even for this time of year. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I usually have more calls, people kind of like ramping up for the fall uh, or just getting started. But it's definitely, I'd say it's down by at least 50%. In terms of the conversations that I'm having, a lot of people are just kind of on pause. Yeah. Um, you know, granted, it's, it's, as we say, it's summer, but still, for even this time, it's it's less less than usual. Um, you know, I'm expecting that to change, mm -hmm. but I think a lot of people are just kind of taking taking a breather based on all the information that they're getting. That's why it's even more important for guys like me to have as much data as I can, so that they can speak to me and I can have a proper conversation with about it. Right. Mm -hmm. And and would you say that, you know, that's that, you know, roughly conversations down 50% that that would almost translate to most realtors across the, you know, across the city of their, like that they're seeing the same, but also they're, you know, likely their business year to date is almost down 40, 50% versus last year. Yeah. You know what? It's, I don't know about, a lot of us had a really good start to the year. So I don't know if it's as affected as one would think it is just from right now, but I'm anxious to see where the rest of the year goes. Because mm -hmm. uh, overall, I've had a pretty decent year, but then, you know, it just kind of stopped. Uh, not dead stop, obviously, but it definitely slowed down quite a bit. Other agents, I mean, I do feel that a lot of agents, even the top agents, are definitely having having to pick up the phone more just mm -hmm. to kind of have more conversations and make sure that their clients, their past clients are are more are well informed about what's going on. So I think that there's a lot more of that going on. It's definitely not uh, people just marketing and having leads come in or getting those referrals constantly. You know, I, uh, I'm sure that, that that's the same for, for everybody. Yeah. It even parlays on the mortgage agents side that, that most are down, you know, 35 and 40%. And 
and anyone and I find that anyone if anyone says that they're uh, that they're not they're <laughs> they haven't really looked at their numbers um yeah right you know, yeah there I, are some that are up because maybe they're you know newer in the industry and, and and have been growing and there are you know those unicorns out there that are still growing their business but it, you know what it is important for those that are in the industry that are listening is just remembering what it what you had to do back in 2018 2019 yeah. if you long enough uh that you know it's not you know there isn't the transactional volume um that there was the last couple of years and and you need to kind of bring it back to your basics of take this downtime to you know look at your marketing plan over again look at your crm look at what your touch points are with your clients what value are you providing your clients and and how, where you're generating those those you know that business from and from whom and and really kind of bringing it back to the basics that a lot of us in the industry kind of were doing and and then forgot about because we got so busy with a couple of years that you kind of have to pull yourself back and realize like what you were doing back then um and kind of providing your clients and and referral sources those uh that level of um of um value like i said and and attentiveness that we were back then it's true man like even even luca and i you know we just started the campbell merrick group we're just excuse me we're just getting going with that but it's like you know i was saying the other day i really and i've been in the business for a while but even i'm looking at it right now as i i'm looking at it as i'm just starting in the business like what do i need to do so i'm working on certain things to kind of bring it back to that as we try to build the team, just mm -hmm. so that all the systems are in place. I'm not I'm not working in, in a way where I'm just relying on things in the past, like, like you were saying, being in the business so long, um, you know, because, you know, we're creatures of habit. I mean, you know, once things get rolling, you definitely forget about the things that you needed to do to get to where you were. And, uh, and it can just stop like this. It's a sales business, right? It can just stop. Yeah. So you got it. You got to stay on top of it. Yeah. So for any agent, I mean, you just, you got to work. <laughs> you got to, you got to work in this business. Yeah. It's, I, I keep seeing those, uh, those ads come up on my IG from, uh, Ryan Serhant and, uh, and it's always just, you know, we're, you know, for, you know, and he talks about real realtors, but also, you know, I parlay it to, to more as mortgage brokers or anyone in sales is that your business is not is obviously you know kind of providing best product best services table stakes uh, as far as i'm concerned but um it's you're in the you're in the lead generation business you're bit you're you're yeah. you're you know you're in the you're you need to generate leads in order to close business and and you know providing good value should be kind of a standard and best product and best rate and you know in your case you know best service on the on the realtor side but um it's really getting leads in the door and what are you doing to to do that and a lot of that is you know taking on activities that you forgot about or that fell to the wayside when you get busy or, th or activities that you just haven't been doing um and never have and kind of bringing that back to the forefront using this downtime to to set up your systems and whether that whether you're in real yeah. estate or any other industry that's slowed down because i know you know my wife and i we have a we have an art gallery santini gallery on preston a little plug there but uh <laughs> retail's been slow um you know their discretionary spending is slow and so there's yeah. a lot of industries that so it's kind of like re you know look at what you've been doing look at what you can implement to improve and and reinvesting back in your business so the hardest times uh to invest in your business is when it's slow but it's paramount you continue chugging along reinvest um 
so that as things improve, that you're set up, you're you're more you're better positioned to uh, to grow. Yeah. That's very very good points. Everybody needs to do that. And, you know, when you're and a lot of people like to spend when they're making it, right? But they forget to put some aside to weather the storm in moments where you're just it, everything's a little bit less. So uh, yeah, I mean, especially in this business, right? You can you can be on top of the world and it can it crash pretty quick if you're not taking care of the little things. Like a lot of, I think a lot of people that came into this industry uh, in the last few years uh, have realized that very uh, very quickly that money doesn't just fall from the sky. <laughs> what do you mean? There's, there's a few, probably a few high end leases that were returned. Uh, <laughs> this year i'm sure yeah yeah god are we are we doom and gloomy here today dave i don't i don't know that we're doom and gloom i think it's just more uh, it's just, just you know the market is slower and and in not just in real estate but in many industries and it's just you know i think we're educating what where to put your time where to put your money but well on that note what uh, what are you seeing for shaping up for this week? Uh, you know we're we're Monday, end of July, July thirty first. What are you what are you seeing or what are you are you thinking August will will be like? I think August is going to be exactly the same as July. I'm seeing like I'm seeing a lot of price reductions on properties that have been sitting where. Uh, you know, you can just sense that the sellers need to sell and they kind of miss the mark. Uh, but I'm also seeing some properties come out listing like way, way above where they should be. And uh, that's kind of, I, I don't want to say worrisome, but it's just, I feel like it's just certain sellers, they need to get out and they're trying to get as much as they can, but they're not really understanding the market. Mm -hmm. So the properties I'm looking at going like they're just way, way out of line. And I don't know what they're going to do. I talked to a couple agents the other day. Their properties, they've been sitting for two months and they're high. And then, they're you know, they're pulling them off the market, uh, you know, hopeful that things are changed. But again, like, you know, there's always opportunities. There are opportunities out there right now. The prices are really nice that I'm seeing in certain areas for the right buyer. Uh, they can they can handle it and is gonna you know as we say move in and, and stick around and not just looking at it as an invest as an investment to uh, you know to put a tenant in place or anything like as a as a home for the next three to five years. Mm -hmm. But you know for August I think it's gonna stick. September September we'll see. You know we usually see that uptick. I mean last September was uh, really wild for me. I had a huge influx of of listings and then the market just kind of changed and some of those sold some of them didn't some of them turned into rental properties back then so i'm uh i'm anxious to see where it goes and i'm hopeful that people just stay motivated and stay focused on what they need to do for themselves and that the fall's gonna gonna really pick up steam a bit everyone's gonna be back at work back in action um you know and making more uh permanent decisions on on where they see themselves in mm. the market yeah, I'm I'm of the same sentiment. I think this uh I think August will be slow, just like July, <clears throat> if not even slower. Um, but in 
but I'm I'm anticipating after Labor Day, you know, July, kids back to school, that it will uh, pick yeah. up, not to the level that it was uh, last year, but that it certainly will pick up. Uh, a lot of that comes down to, in, in my opinion, what, you know, there's a Bank of Canada rate announcement at the beginning of September. So I think a lot of it will play into waiting for that announcement. Um, and if that is a hold, then I think that that will, again, you know, we said it, yeah, you know, I, I said it previously in the year when, when we had a rate hold, uh, that, you know, that it'll pick up after that it's prototypical in the market that after Labor Day, Labor Day hits, it's a busier time. Kid, people are back from camping and back there from their summer vacation with the families, uh, and kids are back and, and parents are at work staring at, staring at the MLS perusing housing and uh as soon as they as soon as you, they, you start doing that that's when uh, people start looking again and and it's it's always the case people think that july august would be busy months being summer but it's actually people are on vacation people don't want to be looking or thinking about moving um funny enough it is when everyone's back in school so i think september will be busier i think it will pick up certainly um to what extent i think that that bank of canada rate announcement i think it might be september 12th uh, we'll have a lot yeah, to do. Did you see that that article that said that they were going to leave it, that they weren't going to hike it? Yeah, I mean, I think what a lot think? of that just, I mean, a lot of that just comes down to seeing where the core inflation numbers uh, come in at over over August and and beginning of September, what the employment rates are like. Uh, the U.S. Feds raised their uh, overnight rate another quarter point, so. Um, yeah, it's every week, uh, and almost every day, it's a different sentiment from, right. From, uh, Tiff McCallum at the, uh, Bank of Canada and as well for economists. So I think we'll really only have a better indication, um, beginning of September, kind of seeing how the, the summer months go, because it also, what families do from an expenditure standpoint over the summer months, these months are telling of where the economy is, you know, people are, blowing all yeah. their money on expensive vacations and this and that, then that shows you that they still have cash to burn where if they're cutting back and the, and it's just hotels are not booked up and flights aren't booked up, but campgrounds are instead, then that's also a, uh, an indicator of, uh, of, you know, people watching what they're spending or, or deciding to stay home and, and just enjoy their, their backyard as opposed to going somewhere. So I think that's where they're going to look at those numbers too, in the economy of, of what uh, people are, what people are doing with their families for vacation. Yeah, I'm anxious to see it, man. I have a feeling that, I mean, I kept feeling that it was going to go up again in September. But after seeing that article, I know a lot of people are kind of like, here's another conversation that I've had. You know, people, their homes are overpriced. And I'm kind of suggesting like, you know, I don't even know where the price came from and then doing a drop. I'm talking, and this is it. This is an interesting conversation. This is something that I don't really talk about, you know. But for agents, I have people that I know, or I get a referral to somebody who's working with another agent, and then I get a call for a second opinion. Um, you know, and you can only kind of say so much. There's a, a term called interference. Like you can't really interfere with someone else's listing um, mm -hmm. if the person is calling you and asking you question you can answer but you can't kind of imply that you would take the listing um mm -hmm. unless they specifically ask you they say you know i want to fire my agent 
uh, you know, it's a different story, but they got to sign that contract and, and then you have to relist. Uh, very kind of slippery slope there, but I've had a few calls now where they listed like ridiculously high. And then, you know, my question is, I'm like, is that your price or is that the agent's price? And in both, both, uh, both situations, it was, it was the agent's price. And they're like, what do you think? I'm like, well, you listed way too high to begin with. I don't know where that number came from, but I'd be paying attention to the, to the potential rate hike in the, in the fall. Cause these guys and, and both of these people need to sell cause they're already in their new home, mm-hmm. but they are expecting a certain amount of money because they were told by the professional that they could get it. Now it's like, you know, 45 days in and there's still 20,000 over list at least. So, you know, these are other things that are happening and I'm, but then they're hopeful that the rates can stay. And I'm like, well, you want to hold it for another month just in case the rate stays or do you yeah. want to sell your home? So I'm just like advising them. I'm like, you should really talk to your agent and, and uh, reduce the price. I go, at least from where I'm sitting, you know? Yeah. yeah. A lot of people, so the, the hard part is, is that, you know, when somebody is listing their property and they're told that you should be able to get X amount, um, they have that in their head of great. I'm going to yeah. walk away with X amount. And then when they start getting, when, then when the conversation of rate reductions come in, and they're, you know, it's hard. It's a hard hurdle for them to get over. Of oh, I'm not going to get that 700. I'm now we're now talking 650. Like you yep. told me 700. Um, so you know, in the case of overlisting, uh, initially, as a as a professional, you know, for that realtor, they're also setting themselves up for hard conversation. You're overpromising um, and underdelivering. You know, be realistic. If it again, we've talked about it in the past of. Some people just going in and saying a number just to win the listing of saying, oh, I'll get you 700 when realistically every, every, what everyone was saying of 650 is actually the price of what it should be at. Um, so I think it's just being, you know, needing to be realistic and not giving into some of your clients uh, as well. Yeah. And as an agent, everyone wants the listing, but I'm telling you, you don't want the headache of not being able to sell it at that price over a certain amount of time because that's just, it wears on on you it wears on your client and it wears on your reputation so if you know what's up just stick to your guns well and you also you've you've also up front spent money you know on whether it be staging or on on photos and videography and whatever else for that property marketing it um so if you're not able to unload it and they they fire you as an agent which they have that ability to do you're also out that money um, up front. So all because you wanted to, you know, win that listing at it, overpricing it is not always yeah. uh, sound, but. Not always sound happens to everybody. But again, David, like you said, we're here to educate. This is education. There you go. <laughs> uh, all right, man. I mean, I think that was, uh, that was good. Yeah. We have no, um, we have no jokes because uh, we don't do the jokes. We are not funny people. We do not come with jokes. So on that note, have a good week, Gregory. (laughs) You too, David. (laughs) That was was a great conversation. I hope everybody listening enjoyed it. Uh, Call us questions. Hopefully you have answers. Like, comment, comment. subscribe. Reach out. Reach out. Until next week. All right.
Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe because we'd really like that. <laughs>